Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your guests, Alex, Justin, and Pete. I'm a fire engine. What's up, everybody? I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And that's our man of the booth, Booth Man excited about the show tonight, you guys. Thank Woo. you all so much for coming out. Welcome oh, back, excited. Alex. Thank you very much. Yeah. Now, uh, I was... It's your vacation, they Woo. I was. I wasn't here at the show last week, uh, and I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I really think we should have planned out a bit. Like, I was talking about this for weeks. Since I came back, I was like, okay. we got to plan out a bit for the top of the show. Right. Pete was like, no, keep it fresh. Don't talk about it. I want to hear about your vacation. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, no, we got to talk about it. And you're like, no, 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 let's keep it fresh. So no. fine, what do you want to know? What do you want to know about my vacation? How many butter beers did you have? Oh, my God, so many butter yeah, beers. Yeah, that's your whole thing. Like, what yeah, were the different kinds of butter beers that you had? Sure, so I was at Universal Studios Florida. I was previewing their new Hagrid-themed roller coaster. Everyone's favorite character, Hagrid. When you think of a roller coaster, you think of a tall, heavy set guy who doesn't go many places. Yeah. Fast. Uh, do you ride? What, how do you ride? You ride Hagrid. You get on his back, nice. and he Good. gallops along. No, Woo. it's uh, it's great actually. The roller coaster is great. You go from the back of Hagrid's hut. You weave through the forbidden forest. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> let's, let's back up the truck. Are you a back up the motorbike? Uh, yeah. Are you a okay. roller coaster fan, or do you like roller coasters? No, I don't like roller coasters at all. Oh. Yeah, that's but you like? I'm visceral. scared of them. In fact, oh, okay, nice. But I like Harry Potter. Wow. <laughs> What a dilemma for an adult. uh, It's ridiculous to be like, well, for my job, I have to go down and review this roller coaster. How do you review a roller coaster? That's what I had. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I was was nervous about figuring that out. And then after I rode the roller coaster at the opening celebration, I was one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I don't know how to write this. (laughs) But So you had a couple butter beers and then you figured it out. Yeah, I got real high on sugar and I was good to go. Nice. Now, butter beers for kids. Uh, no, butter beers for everybody, Justin. Okay, good. 
Did you have any further questions? No, that's it. No, it's delicious. Has anybody here been down to Universal? Has anybody had the butter beer? One guy, two, a bunch of people. It's an audio podcast, so it's delicious. Everyone's slow clapping. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, one person actually in the audience is Daniel Radcliffe. That's oh, wow. It's crazy. I can't believe he came out for this. That's yeah, a huge coincidence. I was telling you backstage, there's a bunch of different types of butterbeer. Yeah. Yep. There's Break. frozen butterbeer. I, I hate to tell you, no one asked any follow-up questions. <laughs> <laughs> so we can so actually... So there's frozen... Oh, we could just go right into the show. There's regular? No. <laughs> what? There's frozen? There's regular? The Cold. Okay. It's called cold. cold. <laughs> yes. Cool. Which is like a soda. There's hot butterbeer, which I didn't Whoa. have because it was very hot down there. Uh, they have butterbeer potted cream, which I know sounds like it should be clotted what? cream, but it's potted cream. Because it's in a pot. It's like in a pot, like in a little cauldron type thing. It's sweet. Is it good? So nobody seems into this. No, everyone's just really into it. They're yeah. still standing. <laughs> what? Now they're taking off their shirts. Yeah, what, 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 well, what other kinds were there? Uh, there's also there's butter. more butter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, I feel like I, I'm, I'm sounding like a bubba from uh, Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. Another cultural reference. Yeah. Lit for. Oh my god! All the Bubba fans are here too. Listen, man. There's what a whole a chain of restaurants based around that one conversation from Forrest Gump. It must be popular. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Is there a chain of those still? Yes, the one there. In Times Square. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. There might be that one in Times Square, and then a bunch of a line of shrimp that's leading out of it. When are you going to the Forrest Gump Universal Studios yeah. Park? Pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty soon. They're they're opening a whole separate park for that themed around Forrest Gump. Oh, that's funny. You just run. <laughs> oh, boy. Good. This guy. You guys, that movie is still good. It's very valid. Honestly, uh, that movie, if you watch it now, is absolutely horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I... Uh, have you been to a bubblegum shrimp company? No. What? It's crazy. It's Why? like walking into an insane other world where everybody still loves Forrest Gump. Like, you get in there, it's themed around shrimp, it's themed around, again, like one seed in Forrest Gump, and before they give you shrimp, they're like, you have to answer these quiz questions about Forrest Gump. Oh, my God. Which is crazy. What a nightmare. Yeah. Shrimp's pretty good, though. Hey, do we have a show to do, or are you just no. going to review... <laughs> This is it. Uh, our show and podcast is about, as far as I recall, reviewing butterbeer and shrimp. Oh, right? yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> Somebody's hungry. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm very excited about the yeah. guests that we have on the show. One of them is a, the butterbeer and one of them is a shrimp. You figure out which one is which. They are the editor and writer of the new Valiant Comics title, uh, Lords, respectively. Ladies and gentlemen, Fred Van Lenti and David Mitchell. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Have a seat. Have a microphone. Great to have you. Welcome back. Please come sit down. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Uh, For you guys, your drinks are between your seats. Feel free to dive right in when we're. Is that the word? What? Libate? Libate? Yeah, that's the way a person it, would say that. Is it butterbeer? Is it shrimp-flavored butterbeer? Oh, man. Oh, wow. Fred, you're that harassing me so hard. <laughs> uh, so I take Sil- it back. I take yeah, it back my rest. Uh, I'm so embarrassed right now. Uh, Silords comes out tomorrow. We actually reviewed it on our Stack podcast a couple of weeks ago. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Super yeah. trippy, super weird in yeah. exactly the right way. Um, I'm curious to hear from you guys, though. What was the pitch for it? How does it fit into the overall Valiant universe? David, you, 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 as the recipient of the pitch, maybe you should. Oh, that's fucked up for him to make you really, go first. Really, that's <laughs> <all right. laughs> that's I'm, I'm the newbie here. I deserve it. Oh, um, very risky to put yourself in that position. 
<laughs> sure thing. So the pitch for Psylords, it's funny actually because um, we, we originally were not working on Psylords. Uh, we, were, we were working on another property and uh, the pitch came in and we kind of realized we were onto something uh, bigger and better than we even set out to be working on. Um, and we, we brought Fred in, uh, we, we sat him down for lunch one day and we just kind of... Wow. Sometimes you get lunch. <laughs> They allow you to eat in comics. That's and crazy. Uh, we we sort of pitched Fred. We pitched Fred post his pitch to us about we really like what you're doing here. We want to go even bigger with it. We want to give you Psylords to relaunch for us. Uh, so that was sort of the process. Uh, yeah, you're on, like, can you on do my this, but in things. space? <laughs> oh, nice. I was like, sure. Wow. When, no matter what anyone says to me, what, what now, the subject is, they say, do this in space instead. The, I'm like, yes. Sure. <laughs> You're like, well, I want lunch first. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Lunch in space? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, this pitch is going long. Let's go to dinner. Uh, I'm, I'm familiar with some of the legacy content from Valiant Comics. Was Psylord something older, though? Was it? Yeah, it was. Okay. It, uh, it was the, this is the last of sort of the 90s titles. Shadow Man, Archer Armstrong, uh, Exo, Harbinger that, that Valiant's relaunched. So it, it really was, was uh, I, it meant a lot to me that they were like, Fred, we want you to do this because this is sort of the last bullet in the chamber as <laughs> uh, a, a figure of speech. Yeah, and it's, it's really <laughs> exciting because it's a property that a lot of our longtime devoted fans have been uh, waiting very patiently for uh, since the company came back. So to finally be able to, you know, bring it into the light and, and uh, let them have it, so to speak, uh, is just really thrilling for, for us. And so we do something that has nothing to do with the original series. Nothing whatsoever. <laughs> Smart. The diehard. So things. what is the concept here, then? What is the pitch, Fred? So basically, four astronauts wake up in an in a, uh, extraterrestrial prison with no memory of who they are or how they got there. Right. Uh, and and they, uh, they, their heads have been shaved. They've, they have weird tattoos in the back of their heads that apparently give them superpowers. All of them have a different kind, uh, and they've got to figure out a way to bust out of this, the Huskow. Uh, and this mm. particular prison is the size of a planet. Oh, okay. Um, it's called the Gyre, and it's made up of all these shipwrecked spaceships floating around the same vampire star that's sucking uh, energy out of them. And so all these spaceships have all these various like races and creeds and, and, and factions, and so there's sort of a Game of Thrones element where... The humans have to sort of figure out how to navigate this new world. Um, and the, there's also a threat to Earth involved. I don't want to get too spoilery, but, but there's a larger mission in there as well. Um, and it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Vampire stars. And That's scene. Cool. Yeah. And, well, I, I was going to ask about the Earth thing because one of the things that we talked about when we were reading the book was because it is so far removed, it is so weird, and there's so many different elements going on, uh, how does it connect, and I don't know if you could talk about this, but how does it connect to the overall Valiant universe? Um, it does. And no, I can't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, unlike the original, answer. so the original Star Wars Lord series was sort of set in the Rye Magnus Robot Fighter, like 4001 AD uh, setting. This is, however, set in present day. It's very much connected to the Valiant Universe. The stuff that happens in in this book, let's say maybe a year down the line, will directly mm-hmm. impact what's going on on Earth in the, in the Valiant Universe. And although, so we have a named Valiant character. The first named like pre-existing Valiant character doesn't show up until issue four mm. of Psylords. And her, she's pretty important. Oh, sorry. 
Ooh. That's, now that's what we talk Ooh. about. Sorry, Sorry oh, David. Shit. Come on. Exclusive. I'll go to my room. News on Comic Book Club once again. Us <laughs> journalists strike again. Oh, man. How's your journalist card doing, by Good. the way? I, I am a journalist. <laughs> yes, I, me as well. You know, I think the, uh, the way to sort of view this series is... Um, to introduce these new characters, to to bring them sort of into the the Valiant universe, and to establish them so that they're around to play with later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we wanna we wanna mm-hmm. really devote this series to um, setting up the Psylords themselves as um, as characters that we can then use later down the line. Um, Sweet. Once once they're sort of ready to be integrated into the wider universe. Well, one mm-hmm. of the nice things about like the Valiant universe, just partly because it's such a, a smaller line than than DC or Marvel. You don't need a PhD in Valianology to sort of get into any of the books. You know, and each book is sort of its own separate genre, like Shadow Man is horror, Exo is very much science fiction, as is this book, Archer Armstrong was conspiracy, time, you know, time travel, and Ivar. So each book is sort of there, it's a shared universe, which, but each title deals with a completely separate aspect of that universe. So you don't necessarily need to read, you definitely don't need to read the whole line, although, of course, we'd appreciate it if you did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't need to read the other books to get what's going on in any of the individual titles. Uh, so the, that's something we talk about a lot with Valiant Comics the idea that each separate book is very direct and it's not necessarily ongoing. Like there's, they do go on for a while. Some of them go on for 24 issues, 30-something issues, but there does seem to be a finite endpoint to each of them. Is there... That's this a- book will never die. <laughs> no, no, seriously, it is an ongoing. And so, okay. because yeah. I'm immortal, I'm just going to keep writing it wow. until oh, the nice. heat death Big of the universe. Big reveal there. Buried the Way lead. to use your immortality. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I'm not wasting it at all. Fred, for you, this is, I think, a different corner of the Valiant universe than you played in before. You've really concentrated on the three brothers, on uh, Armstrong and Ivor and the Eternal Warrior. Yeah. What's it like moving over to this part? It's awesome, because, I mean, in a lot of ways, like, this spins out of the great work Matt Kent was doing over in Exo Man of War. Like, mm-hmm. uh, some of these concepts first appeared there. Um and uh, I don't know, I, I'm not, yet, like, in, and I should just praise briefly, and not briefly, uh, Renan Aguedes, our amazing artist who does these amazing painterly, uh, just turns in these amazing pages, yeah, three weeks, arts, all yeah, really finished, it's spectacular, and I keep trying to stump him with new tech and monsters <laughs> and aliens, and he just keeps blowing me away every time. Wow. Um, so, I mean, that's sort of the awesome part, is it's like, you know... It just, I don't want to give too much away, but like, just our, some of our back and forth emails with Renato about designing some of the villains and some of the some of the tech is, is sort of spectacular. He has a great sort of like grasp on that like like biotech, like that great sort of fusion between you know what might be a, is it a creature or is it a machine? I don't know. You know, it's 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 really neat. now uh, you've written a, a bunch of amazing stuff for Valiant. When you get a new project, um, because it's you, the same writer, like how do you make each one sound different or feel different? Like, do you try to kind of work it through the different characters, or how do you change kind of your voice, if you will, for the different projects? Well, you know, this is a book about four astronauts and amnesia. So what I do, I mean, you know, this is some people might say this is a bit extreme. I give myself an amnesia before <laughs> every project. Right, which you know. Yeah. And so, you know, and so I, I have to like, other than what's my name, where do I live, I have to be like, how can yeah. I approach this property in a new and spectacular way? And that's good for people that you interact with. They, you can really read Reinvent. We can reinvent ourselves. That's right. That's why I'm Pete now. Wow. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Justin. Wait, yeah. you're wait. Yeah, you're not I'm, Alex. I'm angry, and this is Alex I'm on the so end. Confused. Yeah. You yeah. can tell because he's the one in glasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Good. but but uh, but uh, 
like I said before, like they're all such different genres. It's actually fairly easy. I don't really, you know, this is a, this is more of a space opera story as opposed to something like War Mother, which was post-apocalyptic, or Generation Zero was like teen heroes. So it's it's all the genre lends itself to sort of reinventing yourself every time. Well, to that end, David, I'm curious to hear from you what. What characterizes Valiant Cosmic? What's different about outer space in the Valiant universe than, say, other comic book universes? Uh, that is a great question. I Thank think you. you're welcome. I think... Okay, cool it. Yeah. <laughs> cool it, Justin. This is my favorite guest we've ever had. Wow, okay. Oh, <laughs> so, so I don't actually have to answer you're the question. Dry. No, okay. that's great. You're good. So, so I think where Valiant Cosmic sort of differs from... DC Cosmic or Marvel Cosmic? Or am I allowed to? Am I allowed to? Yeah. Name, yeah? Okay. Um, <laughs> Risky. They're right behind you. <laughs> Did the man come out from the wings? Um, I, I think that it, it really has a lot to do with the way that Valiant just approaches story in general. We're never going to tell a story that we don't believe in, that we feel uh, isn't ready to be told yet. We're going to take the time to craft the story right, to focus in on uh, the character of it, the, the dramatic tension of it. Um, we we aren't going to bring something to the public that we don't believe in. And I think that that rings true for every book in the Valiant line, uh, Valiant Cosmic included. Um, I will say in particular that with Psylords, uh, we've sort of been seeing a lot of comparisons to sort of other space-age books out there. Um, and I think that whereas other companies <laughs> tend to skew more uh, sort of techy sci-fi with things... Um, this one is much more like Fred had mentioned with Renato, in regards to Renato's art style. It's very much sort of almost like biologically sci-fi. It's yeah. um, it's sort of this strange, almost pulpy, cosmic, uh, psychedelic. It's more thing. fucked up. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it is. more fucked it's up just, space. Uh, truly, like all the the Valiant space stuff. I'm like. DC, Marvel, other space uh, universes feel like, oh, everyone's just hanging out there. It's like a neighborhood. Right, When exactly. this feels like, oh, fuck, I don't want to... That space is scary. Exactly. And you show up, yeah, I, and it's like... I, I, I often get turned off by... I, I'm not a huge space opera fan, because I just feel like most of space opera, the aliens are like, you know, humans with, like, fur glued to their face. And I'm just like, yeah. that's... I, if, I, if I'm dealing with aliens, I, wanna, I want shit to be alien. Like, I want to be like, nah, I don't want to go near that. You know what I mean? Like, it's scary. It's, that's it's got needles and gloopy stuff, and I don't want to... Uh, it's scary. It's like we encountered Kling they're like humans, but a little angrier. Wait, do you believe that? You know someone who's yeah. angry? It's like that, but their heads are a little Sometimes weirder. their foreheads are also weird. Yeah, and it's like, okay, we could have stretched it a little bit. <laughs> we'll go yeah. along. So, and, and like I said, Renato's great at sort of like really imagining stuff just that looks literally alien, and, and that's what I sort of like about it. You know, it's, it's, it's almost trying to do like... I mean, I don't necessarily want to compare it to someone like H.R. Geiger, but like you know, he, he yeah. it's it's kind of it's super heroic body horror to a certain degree. I mean, no, that's a little shit. extreme, but yeah. you know, no, it's that's, kind of in that kind of the general vein. To, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I think this is pretty straightforward, given that they're in a prison and it's weird, and they have amnesia and everything. But it seems a lot. It seems very influenced by the prisoner as well, right? Well, was that's that interesting? That didn't occur to me. I love oh, the prisoner, really? but yeah, <laughs> no, that's it, I'm oh, sure okay. it is. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Where to call him? Because well, in the yeah. prisoner, Alex, jeez. In the prisoner, Fuck you know, you. he doesn't. Have, he doesn't have amnesia, but but you never really. There's no real discussion of how did I get to the village. Like there's a little bit of where what kind of spy stuff he was doing before he wound yeah. up in the village. But yeah, Alex. Uh, but but yeah, no, I see. I totally see what you're saying. Yeah. I love the prisoner. Well, the other thing that's interesting about the first issue, without delving too much into spoilers, that I liked about it quite a bit is. 
it throws you in like the characters right in the middle and you have no idea what's going on. And as we were talking about it in a discussion, what we came around to was that it becomes more interesting as the first issue continues because you're like, I don't know what's Good, happening. Good, it'd be less interesting. Okay. <laughs> well, but you that was the going, goal. Like, oh, yeah, yeah okay. it's good. Well, <laughs> well the, the other thing, like, I, I did an I think it was Hollywood Reporter and I did the announcement and the, what the reporter said to me is what it reminded him of, and I, and I love the show, but I, I never would have occurred to me, is what it reminded him of was The Good Place. Oh, wow. In okay. that it's four strangers very, you know, of a diverse backgrounds ending up in this insane, mm-hmm. strange mm-hmm. place they're trapped in they can't get out of. And I was like, <laughs> I would not have thought of that myself, yeah, but I'm running with that. Yeah, good. <laughs> the good place of comics, I yeah. think, is... Uh, I, I guess what I was getting at more is that it's very disorienting at the beginning yeah, in the same way. How, how do you write a scene like that? How do you create it so that the reader feels disoriented along with the characters? Well, I hit myself in the head with a brick okay. multiple times. Uh, well, I cheated to a certain degree because there's a there, not to spoil anything, but there's a, there's a they have a foil who's talking to them in their cells who does know who they are. So, you know, he's being very cagey about what he knows that they don't. So that was sort of the the trick, right? I mean, like, but uh, but what's fun about it, I find, is that when characters have amnesia, and I haven't really I make it sound like all of my all of my series involved amnesia so in some way. Amnesiacs. Uh, this is my seventh amnesia book. No, uh, <laughs> but what, was, well, what I sort of discovered, what I found was really interesting, was that the characters themselves are learning who they are at the same time the readers are, yeah. Yeah. because they're like the characters coming to the characters for the first time. So it's been a really neat storytelling exercise. Cool. That's cool. cool. And that comes out tomorrow, right? Yes. All right. Very Great, cool. Man. Definitely pick it up. We enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, we did. Uh, it's super trippy, super weird, a lot of fun. As you said, the art is fantastic, as yes. well as the writing. Uh, definitely pick it up. And we're going to move on with our next section, which we like to call The Stack. Yeah, yeah we do. And in The Woo-hoo. Stack, we're going to talk about a couple of books that came out this week. Let's kick it off with The Immortal Hulk, number 19. A yeah. little bit of a misnomer, I got to say. Yeah, this Hulk dies all the time. He sure does. Uh, this book, we've talked about it a lot on the show. It's superb. Absolutely horrifying. Uh, This is a riff on a classic Abomination Hulk fight, except Abomination is the resurrected bodies of, what's his name, Neil Blonsky and Rick Jones Jones. mooshed together into like an alien predator type thing who's attacking the Hulk. Uh, he has acid spit and is slowly eating away at the Hulk. What the and fuck, it ends man? in a horrifying, horrifying ending. Yeah. What would you, you guys think about this? I Everybody loves this book, but I want my old Hulk back. This is just, it's too horrific. It's too scary. It's I don't just, like being scared. Like, it's just like the old Hulk. A it guy is not. Get, there's a guy, nothing like the old Hulk. A guy Hulk. gets angry. And then his body gets all fucked up. <laughs> and then he encounters another guy who spits acid out of his many mouths. And, and his then he's no, is a bird. His girlfriend's a bird with a bunch of fucked up mouths, too. What it's the, just like the original pitch. Why do you guys love this so much? <laughs> Uh, because it's great. It's horrifying. Talk about uh, body horror. It is all that all the time. Uh, it's so surprising. It's so dark. Uh, it's really it it's also, like one of the most unique books on the stand. It also, we talked about this a lot with the last issue, even more so, but it feels like classic Hulk. Like it's still. No, it doesn't. It does. It feels <laughs> of a piece with the Hulk because it expands on those ideas of the horror of like. 
a human being is stretching and turning into a massive green beast. That's not a fun thing to happen to anybody. So if yeah. you extrapolate that even farther, that's what this book becomes. Uh, it's also the top-selling Marvel book right now, so it's not going away anytime. Yeah, fuck! Get the fuck on board. Fuck! Fuck you, Pete! Man, I hate that. You hate that? Yeah. Um, just go reread a book from the, of the past. I will. Okay, yeah. good. It's weird to me that you don't like this because it's just nonstop fights with monsters. Yeah. Yeah, but it's scary. There's guys with guns all the time. <laughs> Are you scared, legit scared of this? Like, you put this down while you're reading here. Like, that's too much. Well, I shut off my flashlight, and then I try to go to sleep. This and totally just, checks out. Yeah. This yeah. totally checks out to how Pete reads comics. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say, uh, how many nights a week? There are seven nights in a week. Do you, Thank, are you, thanks uh, for that. Uh, wow. I, just, I, I really didn't want to catch yeah, you off guard yeah, with yeah, the gotcha question. question. Yeah. Are you building a fort in your bed? Yeah, of course. Wait, but how many nights? Oh, I guess all nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Most nights I'm trying to build in my fort. And every night you read The Immortal Hulk? Just in case? Just in case, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Read it in the morning on the subway when you're surrounded by people. Well, that would be safer, but that's not how I read comics. Huh. <laughs> nice. Well, okay. this book is great. Uh, definitely pick it up. Let's move on to another one. Batman Detective Comics number 1005. Woo-hoo! Now, I hope you guys read the previous 1004 issues because you've, you've really got to read all yeah. of them to catch yeah. up to what's going on It's here. all been leading up to this. <laughs> yeah, yes. it really has. It's I, uh, I, I stopped every... reading after issue 26. Did I miss anything? <laughs> oh, Did oh, anything? It was a, a bunch of random no, detective insane. stories. And... Yeah. It's a bunch of random detectives, oh, okay. yeah, basically. Right. He wears a bat costume now. <laughs> it's oh, a that's, small that change. sounds cool. I missed that. It's all right. Honestly, it gets a little repetitive. (laughs) His parents keep dying. Yeah. Uh, So Batman has been fighting a new character called the Arkham Knight, who is a riff on the character from the video games. It's, I believe, a different character. I don't play video games, so I don't know. Uh, Don't be an asshole. Are you being condescending about it? Yeah, what the fuck, man? (laughs) You gave a lecture, and we tried to stop you about butterbeer for over five minutes. (laughs) And we literally were like, that's enough, sir. And you were like, one more butterbeer thing, Video games are for kids. Stu, yeah. fuck you. Not like yeah, but, butter beer. Yeah, no, it's cool. Do definitely uh, carve out your own territory. That's so ridiculous. he's been fighting this character called the Arkham Knight, who is the daughter of Jeremiah Arkham, who is driven nuts, of course, because she grew up in Arkham Asylum. Yeah. She has Man. a bone to pick with Batman. She believes Batman killed her mother, which is also kind of Jeremiah Arkham's fault. Uh, and this is all bringing it to bear with a final fight between the two of them. Um, I like this a lot. I think it's really hard to introduce a new Batman villain that makes any sort of sense for Batman at this point. But uh, they put in the work. It does make sense. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to see more from her going forward. Do a lot of people who run um, insane asylums live there also? Because that seems... Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you raise a family in a place where you... Oh, okay. You think so? There you go. Let's confirm. Did you grow up in an insane asylum? You said oh, that very, you said it very yeah. quickly in a way that made me feel like you did. Okay, all right, that all makes sense. Okay, great. Yeah, checks out. Uh, that's yeah. all. Uh, no further questions. That's yeah, a, yeah. I say it's sort of my catchphrase. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying this. I do kind of like, and you can. What I really enjoy is you can really see her point of view and why she thinks what she thinks. You're rooting for her. Yeah, I'm not rooting for her. I'm I'm, I'm a I'm Team Batman. You're a Batman all guy. day, every day. Okay. But like, uh, wow. 
I can understand why, and that it makes it so much more enjoyable. A lot of times people always say, like, oh, yeah, the villains think they're right. But what's great is we get to see why she believes that in a very clear way that kind of makes it uh, very enjoyable for this kind of climax fight. Yeah. Uh, I like this. I like this. All right. I mean, it's a weird. It feels uh, very different from what has come before. on this run, uh, the Peter J. Tomasi run. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited for uh, the next issue. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like maybe you didn't like it. I just, the thing, the whole thing of the origin, it, it felt really compact and it was uh, like telling the origin at the same time we're seeing sort of the plan play out and I don't quite understand her point of view. She's like, I I'm, grew up in an insane asylum and I'm also crazy. Right. Uh, yeah, why is that I, hard I to follow? He, here's my take on it is... That, as far as I know, actually in the video game, I believe the Arkham Knight is actually Jason Todd, and that's the big uh, secret that's revealed. Spoilers, Jeez, Now Sorry. you're spoiling a video game? Yeah, you're bad. Whatever, man. I would never I saw you didn't play video games, like Alex. Hours you want a spoiler for Butterbeer? At the end, it's delicious. Oh, right? wow. I don't believe you. Throwing that out there. I don't believe you. So it's you. Bad, for a while, yeah, bad for a while, and then it gets delicious? Yeah. No, no, it's always delicious. Oh, okay, good. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Man. It's so good. Uh, so that, that's Jason Todd. So they need to find a riff on it. If they wanted to bring it into the comics and it's the sort of setup that I, I get what you're saying. Like it doesn't quite gel with a tech based Batman costume that this is what the character is necessarily. Mm. Um, but going forward, I think they've done enough of a setup that it's the sort of character that you can bring back again yeah. and again. Develop. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm excited to see more than anything. Yeah. 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 So Alex is saying you're wrong, Justin. No, wow. I'm definitely not. No, uh, you don't need to translate for Alex. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we all have opinions. Uh, all right, let's move <laughs> <laughs> Last book we're going to talk That's about. That's how we usually close the show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we all have opinions. Thanks See you next week. See you next week. This is Archie number 705, <laughs> Archie and Sabrina, one of five, Archie forever. A nice, short, compact title for the book. Yeah. Uh, but this is great. This is a lot of fun. Uh, Archie and Sabrina are dating, as implied by the title. Uh, we get a little bit more of a sense of that in this issue. It also wraps up a ridiculous storyline they had for the last issue, where Cheryl Blossom was running a bachelorette-style competition. Uh, Bachelor-style competition. the Bachelor, yeah. Yeah. Because there's a Bachelor, and then there's a bunch of Bachelors. I don't know how it works. I don't watch those and shows. And it's a flip on the other side, yeah. Oh, okay. It's airing right now, if you could just tune in. No, no thanks. You can do it in any time. Should we stop the show and watch? No, it airs on airs on Monday nights. Oh, okay. Do you guys want to hang out? <laughs> Till next week. <laughs> Till next week. Uh, nice. Great. We can get dinner or butterbeer or whatever you want to do. Yeah. We can go to Bubba Gum Shrimp Company. Any any, absolutely anything. God, will they have uh, room to I'm, see really, this? I'm really enjoying the series. I think it's a lot of fun. What do you think about it, Justin? Uh, I like oh, it a lot. You were waiting for me to Well, to, no, Pete. Turn to the, Pete, who hates Archie Comics. Yeah, yeah. no, it's risky. I know what his opinion is. Yeah, uh, true. I, Archie and Sabrina dating is very cool. I really like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it shakes up the it's whole. It's like paradigm. you're walking through the woods right now, and you're waiting for a bear to jump on you. But the bear, yeah, is I know. Beat. I'm like, I hear like a noise in the background. I'm like, oh, what is that? I'm not stepping on any sticks. What's all that stick stepping on noise? But uh, I like this a lot. Uh, like I said, um, every character gets their little moment. Betty and Veronica. There's a great reveal where uh, they're like, and we're going to be friends for a long time. And then the next two pages are that the their next conflict being uh, introduced. There's going to be some magic and uh, fucked up. Demon stuff coming, I think. Very into that. Wow. Anyway, uh, we all have opinions. Yep. We all have opinions. (laughs) And that's our show.
Yeah, I uh, surprising. I didn't like this. Um, I, but so what, what, maybe take the name Archie off it, and what if it was just another name? Well, the thing is, you sold me on a bill of goods that Archie is this big dumb goon, and so then when Archie comes up with this very clever plan, that even Cheryl's like, "Oh wow, this is so unlike you." I'm like, "No shit, Cheryl. Who the fuck is this guy?" Well, you don't like that he's. Is smart for a second? Yeah. He, uh, well, how the fuck is he smart all of a sudden? But it's I mean, not his plan. It's Sabrina's plan. Yeah. Wow. S- Sabrina tells him the plan, and, she's and Archie executes on it. Oh, okay, cool. Also, so Archie's, Archie's big just this dumb puppet. That's good. That makes sense. <laughs> he said, are, you, are you good with that? Yeah, I'm good with okay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like so it, you like it now? now? No, I definitely no, don't okay. like it, yeah. Um, also, the plan is Archie wants to date somebody, which is like base-level Archie. Yeah. yeah, that's all he wants to do all the time. Cool, very dateable. <laughs> Not your thing. No, I, I can understand that. What do you think about the art? Art is good. The art is great. I definitely really like the art. Uh, Archie is a book that, ha- unlike the Hulk, has not changed at all from its original premise. So you might like. There's no Bird Woman here. <laughs> yeah, it's less no scary. Spitting. There Although was. Although it seems like you're saying they're going to get demons in there. There so was the I point know. when Sabrina spit up this acid on Archie and dissolved all of his limbs. Mm. That's scary. No. <laughs> Well, he truly is the immortal Archie because he's never changed That's since true. 1941. Yeah, he's ageless. <laughs> well, what do you guys think about Archie comics? How are you? Well, what are your feelings? I on love that? Archie. Like my, we used to like be go to this summer cabin in Michigan, and my grandfather had in the attic like this box full of comics. And very quickly on, my cousin stole all of the DCs and Marvels, oh, leaving shit. me the youngest with Archies, but. It backfired their plan because I grew to love the whole Riverdale gang. <laughs> you think they had a plan to leave you in the Archie? <laughs> oh yeah, my older cousins absolutely. They took they they got some great brave and the bolds and some really good shit. Uh, but I was stuck with the Archies. But uh, joke was on them because I loved them. Mm. Yeah. Got him. Oh, is your mic on? I don't know. There it oh, is. There we go. Thank. Uh, I completely agree with Fred. I mean, I think that sort of in a medium so full of explosions and. Uh, you know, disasters. A- acid and drool. Acid. acid drool, exactly. Bird women. Um, Butterbeer. The... <laughs> Good all the points. Thank you. Hitting all many. the points. Um, the Archie comics are usually just sort of a fun, carefree romp, and I think that they're, they're a nice interlude sort of between all this other heavier sci-fi action-packed stuff that's going on. Right. The, the explosions are emotional. Oh. <laughs> and the birds are birds, and the women are women. There have been... <laughs> <laughs> Never the twain shall meet. There have been so many different tones and takes in the Valiant universe and so many different focuses for books. Would you ever do something that's like a straight romance type book, but set in the Valiant universe? Wow. Well, you did, right? We, yeah. I mean, you know, we, um, we set up Archer and Faith together. Um, well, and while that wasn't strictly, you know, romance title, uh, there were def- certainly elements of romance there. Uh, we just finished up Forgotten Queen a few months back, which was. Uh, more of a historical fiction, war-mongering, angry <laughs> queen romance story. Right. Very similar to Archie Comics. Well, and very and sim- yes, Daniel exactly. Kibblesmith and uh, well, yeah. Their Charm did a Valiant know, High. A huge was, fan of did Valiant High, which was, oh, I mean, right, not right, to yeah. be too reductive, but it was yeah, Archie yeah. and the Valiant Universe. It was, it was Valiant doing Archie, literally. yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right, very cool. cool. And Derek does a lot of great work for Archie right now. He's I'm a huge fan of his. He does. He was uh, on the show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. There you go. All right, guys, that's it for the stack. Yeah, yeah.
Next thing we're going to do is we're going to go over to you guys for my favorite section, which is your audience questions, because you guys make it up. So all you have to do is ask a question. You're going to get some free comics courtesy of Mr. Pete LePage over there. Saw this hand shoot right up. What's your name? What's your question? My name is Kevin. You can tell because I'm the one with glasses. <laughs> yeah, nice, good. It's crazy to have like real no glasses on right now. Real sharp vision. If this if the world ends and only uh, we are alive, I'll keep, I'll keep, I'll keep a lookout. I'll be the lookout. Cool. Okay, guys. Why don't you let Kevin talk? Huh? No, I was just talking about. Ke- Sorry, uh, I see where Kevin is. I know. Go ahead, Kevin. Right ahead. In now, his purple shirt. I'll translate for you. Thanks. Now we've talked about comics that really scare you or romance comics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what is an iconic image, either a panel or a page from comic history, mm-hmm. that every time you see it makes you cry? What? Oh, <laughs> shit. Cry? Cry. Every time I see every it? Time. Every time. Every time? Holy shit. Oh, I don't man. know. Our hearts cry? have hardened, my friend. Uh, oh, is there something? Is there a panel that makes you cry every single time, Fred? I mean, I don't know about panel, but... Uh, the cartoonist, and I'm going to mangle his name, Nick Abizad, did a terrific book for uh, First Second uh, about Laika, the first dog in space at the Russian shop oh, in 1987 yeah, yeah, yeah. for various reasons I'd cost to think about today. And that that's... Uh, that that I'm I, I, The older I get, the more like... You know, animals in jeopardy just make me go, you can slaughter humans all you want. I just like, whatever. But shoot one dog into space, you know, she's not coming back. Then I... Oh, wow. <laughs> it gets rough. David, do you have one? I, I might need more time to think on this, uh, although Fred's comment did sort of spark something. There was, uh, and I'm not going to know the issue number off the top of my head, but there was an issue of uh, Snyder's Batman run from a few years ago, um, which was pretty much Ace the Bat-Hound's origin story. Uh, how, oh, how that's right. yeah, 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 that was Alfred, fucking awesome. Alfred rescued him from the yes. Joker or something. Yeah, that was, that was oh. a touching one. That was a heartfelt one. Yeah, dude, good call on that. Do you guys have one? Uh, yeah, the, I guess though, and I think I've said this on the show before, but in um, you probably the, did uh, in the Sinestro. What haven't we said? Uh, we all have opinions. The uh, in the Sinestro Core War um, uh, one shot, I think uh, that I think closed out the story. The, it focused on Kyle Rayner. Oh yeah, uh, and about uh, him being. Uh, just going back through his history and all the bad shit that happened to him. And I've always liked the Kyle Rayner as a Green Lantern because his was all about the sort of creative. He was an artist. And uh, that uh, made me cry. And uh, I haven't really reread that very often, but that's definitely one for me. Uh, Too Cool to Be Forgotten is the one that always oh, gets yeah. me just like thinking about it and picturing the art just kind of gets me a little too nice. Yeah. Too cool <laughs> to be too forgotten. Uh, Alex, have you ever cried? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Not so far. Uh, no, I, I've talked about this one on the show before, too. And this isn't even really a sad panel, but there's a two-page spread in the middle of Superman for All Seasons where it's just Clark and Pa Kent standing in the middle of a wheat field. Oh, and yeah. there's something about the watercolor sky that Tim Sale put in there that is so gorgeous and so perfectly the Superman in Smallville panel that every time it makes me a little weepy when I say it. Wow. What, if, what if one of our answers was anytime I see um, the pearls fall we'd be crying all day. So you're the guy. Yeah. You're the guy they keep doing that for. You believe that? She yeah, just stop. Here's the thing. Could you stop? Wait, she was wearing the necklace and then it broke. 
Sorry, which and pearls? Which are you talking about? Uh, it That's a really in, expensive necklace. It happened in Detective Comics number 27. Yeah, I'm crying about the pearls. Uh, it's just very, oh, that was the issue after you read Yeah, you should check it out. You, you shit, there's pearls? Yeah, I started oh, spoiler. Oh, man, I stopped reading. That's what we finally find out what happened to Batman's parents. That's what we need is the story. Like, we've done enough with the parents. What about the necklace? Mm. What's the tale? What happened to those the necklace? Story the per- of the all necklace. those pearls had their own journey. Nobody you ever thinks about the necklace. Pearl. Each arc is a different pearl story. You should get Brian Aquaman Oswald. crossover. Oh! Oh! This is good. Fred yeah, left good. Sorry if you didn't hear. There's a mic drop. It was a very conscientious mic drop. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> not my, I didn't want to break. That's it. good. It's yeah, very thank responsive. you. We really appreciate that. Follow the uh, pearl. hashtag. Follow the pearl. <laughs> <laughs> Great question about that. Uh, let's get another question. You, sir, right there. Come on down. Oh, my gosh. I just stepped on your foot. I'm so sorry. Uh, what what's your dick. name? What's your question? Uh, Moses. My name is Moses. Hey, hey Moses. Uh, I have two questions, um, mostly for Fred, but for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wrote Her- Hercules with Amadeus Cho, and I want to know, if, uh, first of all, what are your thoughts on the trajectory of the evolution of the character? And if you did any research on on the representation of Asian Americans in comic books, uh, in order to make the the character to to co-write the character. Well, I think what's terrific is that uh, my co-writer on Hercules and the creator of Amadeus yes. Cho, co-creator of Amadeus Cho, Greg Pak, has Woo-hoo! really shepherded the the development of that character. So. You know, uh, and I, you know, Greg, Greg, Greg's whole thing is the representation of Asian Americans yeah. in comics. So I just sort of deferred to him. Uh, uh, I can't. I know you can't see me on the podcast, but I am white. Uh, so I let I let I let Greg run that part of the show. Um, and um, uh, but no, I think I think what's terrific is is that Greg was given an opportunity to introduce new characters in this amazing fantasy anthology, which. By a coincidence, was where I was first published at Marvel, um, but uh, his character was way more popular than the female Scorpion, who everyone loves. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, but uh, it's all right. It got my first job. It was, it was a fine book. It was a fine book. Not not trolling for sympathy, I swear. Uh, but uh, and you know he 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 really kept with the, the character and put him in incredible um, uh, Hulk when World War Hulk yeah. happened, and so he just made sure to he shepherded that character. You know, because he knew that if he wasn't going to use it, you know, he wasn't going to leave it to other creators to use that character. So he made sure uh, that uh, that 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 character was first, you know, was forefront in a lot of stuff that he did. And uh, and I guess this is an excellent opportunity to point out that starting next month, Greg emailed me the other day, uh, Incredible Hercules is being reprinted in omnibus form uh, next oh, July, by nice. Mar- uh, next ah. month by Marvel. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I feel like Hercules is one of those characters that keeps popping up. Because of your guys' run on that. Like, he is... Everyone wants that fun Hercules back, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, and what was fun about doing Hercules was that, you know, sort of like the Valiant stuff, like, I... Well, I didn't know anything about the Marvel Hercules. Like, I'd read, you know, myths. (laughs) So I went back and I read that stuff. And so we based him in... I mean, I tried to base him in what I read from the Greek stuff because Mm -hmm. I loved the Bob Layton in the 80s. It was actually Marvel's first miniseries. Did this great outer space Hercules story that was set in the future. And I remember loving that as a kid. But that's all I really knew about Hercules. So... But when you, you, you when a character has to carry his own ongoing series, he, he has to be a little you know more than sort of drunken uh, comedy relief. So we definitely tried to give him some. Uh, Follow up question: uh, Any more uh, team ups with you and Greg Pak coming up? 
that we should know uh, about? Not at the moment. We just wrapped up our Weapon X run for yeah. the X office, which was super fun. Yeah. Uh, but no, not at the moment. Okay. But it had been a long time prior to Weapon X. Before. You're still emailing, so that's good. Yeah, yeah it's I, good that you... We still hang out. Nice. Oh, great. Nice. <laughs> that's You're all great. That's right all we do. Just want you guys to uh, great questions. questions. You, sir, over there. Let me come over to you. What is your name and what is your question? Okay. My name is Caesar. And, oh, God, it's been a while. So many questions, so little time. Okay. Uh, let me give oh, you wow. this one. So, this is the great. Uh, which franchise, well, since Disney owns Star Wars and the. Marvel franchise. A lot of which, other stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, the great Satan. Awesome. Um, which franchise I think Disney has done a better job on? The, the Star Wars or the Marvel? Oh, interesting. I'm going to say Chippendale Rescue Rangers is coming yeah. Oh, good, good. I think they did a great job. They're bringing it back. I'm very excited. Well, yeah, keep in mind, like, like their acquisition of Pixar, Mar- the Marvel, or, excuse me, Disney kept the same Marvel team. Yeah. So the same people who were running Marvel prior to. Disney showing up are still there. So I think in, I can't necessarily speak to what the Lucasfilm situation is, or I, I can, but I'm not going to. I'm a microphone. Ooh, nice. Oh, uh, but, sick uh, flex from Fred. <laughs> right but, uh, but I think that, you know, I think that Disney, when it does these acquisitions, a lot of times they're very smart about it. They, again, they did the same thing with Pixar, where they buy the company and just let the people who are in place run them. Yeah, they're really gathering the infinity stones of content. Uh, and Well said. They've, oh, uh, been How doing, long have you been working on that? I really just thought of it right now, yeah, but uh-huh. it's pretty good. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. I should talk to this Hollywood Reporter guy about just yeah. letting them That's write right. an article about that. You should That's do right. a Photoshop of Thanos with the glove and like one of the stones is Marvel and oh, one is funny. Pixar yeah. and like one is Fox. Star Wars Fox, Fox now. And then like uh, one uh, is uh, ESPN one is, and oh, good. Yeah, that's a good another one. one. That's a good one. The, I literally else. on the on the on the walk here. I walked past an AT and T store, and I was like, "Why are there so much Harry Potter and DC shit in the AT and T store?" I walked like <laughs> like half a block. I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, oh, right. shit, yeah, oh, right. That's how it works yeah. now. <laughs> that's that's where we live now." Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. I think like it would be easy to say. Marvel is the one they've done better with because the movies overall have done better. But Star Wars, they fumbled it a little bit with the movies, but they're doing fine with everything else. Like, you look at... They haven't been able to get Marvel in the theme parks in exactly the same way or on the cruises or anything like that. <laughs> which is theme park re- guy over here. No, yeah, but that's, li- listen, that's really where they make their money, right? Yeah, like no, the movies true. are big business, but something like uh, Galaxy's Edge, they're yeah. going to be bringing people in for decades on that and mm-hmm. making millions and billions of dollars on that stuff. So Butterbeer brought to you by <laughs> AT&T. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Butterbeer, the blue milk from Star Wars. Um, <laughs> Marvel beverage. Did you guys see, actually, people were passing this around because they sell Coca-Cola in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and like these little thermal detonator canisters. Uh-huh. It's now in canon with Star Wars. Like, it's on the Star Wars wiki. Wait, the Coca-Cola? Is? Coca-Cola. Because that it exists like in world. Who's who's like, I gotta get Coca-Cola in Star Wars? Who's ready? I don't know, man. So Coca-Cola. wait, like, so like, I'm sure like Wonder Bread did some sort of, oh, I guess, because it's literally physically in Galaxy's yeah. Edge. Never mind. Yeah, there you go. Sad. (laughs) (laughs) Our modern world is terrible. Uh, What do you think, Pete? Who did it better? I... Well, how the fuck would I know? Coke Pete, or Pepsi. you write a column for Forbes every week. That's true. You're a journalist. About business of entertainment. All right, I'll say Star Wars then. 
Nice. Great. Good, good <laughs> expert analysis. Seemed uh, like a good... <laughs> Uh, that's a good. They should do an Infinity Stones for sodas at. You know, never mind. Never mind. I'll work on that. I'll work on that. I'll work on that. Do you have an opinion, Marvel or Star Wars? Or uh, no, I I stick by uh, the Fred answer of uh, they they just let people run uh, sort of run it. They were smart. They just count the money. At they the just end. gather the you know they have all the money yeah. so they yeah. can keep buying yeah. the stuff that's doing well. That they're like, oh, I see a bright future for all of this. So really, Disney's doing the best. And then AT&T's like, well, oh, we sort of were doing a little bit good. Yeah, we have some stuff. People yeah. like phones, right? They have People phones. like uh, Swamp Thing. Some stuff People, like Swamp thing. Uh, People like Swamp yeah, Thing. Bad example, People but okay. People love Titans. Yeah, People love Titans. Another bad example, okay. but okay. All right, okay. There you go. Uh, suicide Squad. <laughs> Maybe stop silence. mentioning things. Anyway. <laughs> uh, great question. I think we take one well, more. Yeah, we can take one more. Oh yeah, hand up, guy. Hey, Come hand on up. down. What's your name? What's your question? My name is Brandon, and my question is uh, the fact that the tech you use in Psylords is sort of more biotech. Does that is that liberating? Because it seems to me that with doesn't it in more sci-fi driven stories get complicated like. How much legitimacy to the science of this, like when that creeps in, that can make it really hard. And this is just like, ah, we don't have to worry about it. We're just going to make up the tech. And um, also, why didn't anyone else say that everything that happens to the Gordons in the killing joke makes them cry? Because, you know, uh, uh, I mean, going to a theme park and drinking butterbeer is bad enough. And the Joker figures out a way to make it that much worse for Gordon. Uh, so why the, did, sadly, because the Gordons are not dogs, yeah. that's why yeah, I'm, that's I'm more <laughs> affected by dogs being shot into space. In the killing um, joke, yeah, I think if there had been more butter beer in the killing joke, we probably would have had a different result. And again, uh, if they were adorable dogs, yes, and shot by the Joker, There's a lot of things. Going although, on. is the Joker a dog? Then maybe I would be more inclined to be down with the Joker. Uh, I guess the Joker yeah, would be a cat, cool. right? Uh, do you want to yeah, address the yes, um, Interesting. Yes, interesting. Psylords is definitely not hard science fiction by any stretch of the imagination, but I do like reading about science. My dad is a scientist, so I, I sort of grew up with Ooh. that stuff. Uh, so there's a lot of scientific concepts in Psylords, like the, the vampire story is a blue dwarf star, which is at the moment a theoretical stage of, of, of the stellar life cycle. So it's funny that the, 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 the guy or the prison is actually a Dyson sphere, oh, yeah. which is, a uh, theor- again, a theoretical construct, uh, artificial um, space station that is actually powered by a star, except in this instance the star is actually... It's sort of a two-way vampirism. The the energy is being sucked away by the start of the point where it's dying, which is, causes a lot of problems. But uh, so I guess I put just enough science in the book to make it sound like I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> and then the rest of it is crazy superhero nonsense. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's also worth pointing out that there's almost this like spirituality to yes, that the, there is the, that also yeah yeah um, a lot of the <laughs> I, I can't get into to you know spoiler territory, but a lot of the uh, weirder, you know, superpower elements of the book almost come from like this mythological yeah. uh, spiritualism surrounding the, the Silords. Yeah, the Silords are the closest to gods that we've yet seen in the Valiant universe as currently constituted. And I'm as interested 
pretension, pretension alert in inner space as I am in outer space. So those, I, I'm really oh, heavily shit. into the psychology of it all quote. as well. It's a good quote. The movie Inner Space, inner space with uh, Dennis Quaid. Yes, oh, Quaid. Martin nice. Short, good classic. Movie. I've never yeah. seen it. It's really uh, what? See it. what? Never seen it. Never seen it. How are you writing Psylords? <laughs> shit, David. Yeah. Oh. I'll leave now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do a Quaid night here every Wednesday night, <laughs> yeah. so you can come and watch all of. The Dennis Quaid. Quaid it up. Quaid. DOA. Have you done DOA yet? That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. We watch Frequency some nights. We have Frequency, obviously, huge. Honestly, most nights we watch Frequency. <laughs> uh, everyone's favorite. Was he in Frequency? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. We'll find out later. And now it is time for our next section. Uh, trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Pete LePay. All right. Now, let me say, I should, oh. I, should, I should be the one to turn it over because I did trivia oh, last sure. week. So yeah, I you pass, did. I want to pass the baton of trivia <laughs> back over to Pete LePage. And I got to say to you, good luck. It's hard up there. So oh, thanks. Just do your best, and I'm sure that'll be just fine. Oh, well, thanks, man. Thanks the for star of trivia. Uh, do you want any tips on how it's done? I know I wasn't here last <laughs> week, but I do remember from previous shows that. Did you guys just uh, you know decide to team up and be assholes? Usually, I just have to take it from him. Yeah. But you're going to give me shit too. No, we've been doing that for 13 oh, okay. years. Great, uh, great, yeah. Uh, but we turned I to you, the lovely audience. Here. I got it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Have a seat. So there. let's just say the no, baton. No, I'm standing up here to provide a. The place baton for the is officially oh, passed to Pete. To t- well, I'll pass it to Alex. And Alex, would you please pass the baton to Pete? <laughs> Add yeah. to you. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. This is a part uh, we give back to you, the lovely audience. Uh, it's an opportunity to win twenty-five free dollars in the form of a gift card to Midtown Comics. Whoever would like twenty-five free, do- yes, you first hand up guy. Wow. Come on yeah. down, please take my. You're mic the next here. contestant on uh, trivia. Just real quick, I know you guys were talking about the origin of uh, Martha Wayne's pearls. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that has been explained in Batman comics. Okay. The origin uh-huh. and post after. So. Well, we know where all the pearls went. We know where all the pearls went. Not all the pearls. Okay. Went. Okay. See, I got an opening here. Grant Morrison <laughs> did explain it. Uh, with the pearls. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna really get suck it. on that. Don't be like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sir, what is your name? Uh, my name is Sean. Sean, audience, audience, Sean. Uh, Sean, I'm going to read you a question. Listen to all three possible answers. Get all three questions right. $25 is yours. Okay. Today's trivia is on topical comic news. Question number one. What big event spans eight annuals across three months? It pits Marvel mainstays against mismatch and unexpected foes. Is it A, Acts of Evil, B, Acts of Vengeance, or is it C, Michael Winslow? So it's either A. The answer is A. Yeah, yeah, that is correct, sir. Well done. Just knew it. Question number two. There is a Wolverine Captain America team up called what? Is it A, Weapon Soldier, B, Weapon Plus, or C, Bill Pullman? So Mm. it's either A or you could select B. (laughs) B is the answer. B is the answer. Wow, okay. I'm I'm excited about this. A little Cap Wolverine team up should be fun. That's good. They're friends. All right, here we go. Question number three. On the 10th anniversary of Chew, uh, they have announced some spinoffs as well as Chew 2, which will star who? (laughs) Is it Tony (laughs) Chew's daughter, A, or is it B, uh, Paul... Poyo the dem- Demon Chicken, or is it C, Joan Rivers? Rest in peace, you are hilarious. So it's either A, 
Uh, the answer is A. Oh, yes, you nice. are correct. Great job. Yeah. I have no idea what the random Very the, uh, random one is. The, I am excited for hopefully more demon chicken, though. That was uh, pretty good. No, as, we, as you may you. not know, if you've never been here before, Pete runs a sub-quiz during his quiz for That's the right. third answers. So he's the uh, Will Shorts. The, he's our I, Will Shorts. Right. I, I missed the third one. I heard Bill Pullman and Joan Rivers, so I know whatever this is, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the first third Michael answer? Michael Winslow. Winslow. Though. Michael Winslow. Kevin, have you figured it out? All right, we'll go to Kevin, our quiz Kevin, uh, answerer. What is the pattern master. here, Kevin? Spaceballs. Well, that's right. Oh. Spaceballs, the movie. Oh, all right. Way to go. Also, keeping the, the theme going uh, that we established earlier that uh, Zelvin guessed. Which is what? John Candy movies. Oh, wow. That's Wait, a theme what? from now on? For a little bit. For a little bit. Or just for a long, for an undisclosed amount of time. That's right. We're, We're giving about. candy a little love. We're giving it's candy season. Yeah. Don't know how your brain works. Uh, <laughs> guys, as we all know. I, I, don't see, I don't know if it does work. <laughs> as we all know, tomorrow is new comic book day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to sponsor but the yeah. show. Oh, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Great guys, real well prepared. I love it, uh, Pete. What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to curse words number twenty two. Anything you want to say about it? It's a hell of a comic, and uh, really getting a lot of answers to the last one. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Also, I appreciate the fact that you wore a shirt the exact same color as the couch. Yeah, I'm matching the couch and the curtains. Yeah, I don't know why really, I but just noticed that. Also, but. the way you're sitting is like you're trying to blend into the couch. <laughs> It's like you're vanishing like a, a bear It's almost rug. like I'm embarrassed of both of you. You're embarrassed of us? That's right. And so you're ah. blending further into the yeah, couch. That's right. Okay. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. <laughs> Justin, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I am looking forward to so many things. Do you yeah. want me to talk about what I'm looking yes, forward to Yes, that would first? be great. Great. I'm looking forward to Smooth, little, guys. little Bird Number 4 uh, is coming out one. from Image Comics. It's an absolutely gorgeous book. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of the artist, but it's the same artist who worked on House of Penance. Uh, and the yeah. character designs, the drawings are macabre and disturbing and upsetting. and But also the, beautiful. But also absolutely beautiful. The idea of the book is this character, Little Bird, traveling through a post-apocalyptic wilderness. She was captured the last issue by this theocracy. Uh, they are torturing her. Uh, we will have a review on our Stack podcast that comes out Wednesday at 9 a.m. Uh, but the book is absolutely wonderful. One of my favorites on the stands so right beautiful. now. Great book. Uh, I'm looking forward to Batman number 73. Uh, very oh, excited for that book. Fuck that you book. Know, no, it's good. I, nope. I feel like ever since uh, this whole controversy about Tom King and his uh, being taken off the title uh, issues earlier and the rest of his run being launched as a separate book, uh, I feel very protective of it because I think it's a fantastic run in the series and uh, it keeps getting uh, better. He is telling an expansive story that feels different, unique, and uh, and really important to the Batman mythology. So uh, I really like it. Uh, he It's hard to explain everything that's happening, but um, uh, his father from another dimension is around. Bane's a bad guy. Uh, he married well, Catwoman, you, sort of broke his heart. Yeah, you really summed that up there. Well, that's just some of the elements. I mean, I can get into it deeper if you want. Oh, yeah. Please uh, Clayface, we got time. Clayface is a guy who's made of clay. <laughs> Wait, could you start with the pearls? Wait, not just his face? Yeah. No. All that's, of them see, is? that's a common misconception. Yeah. He's a clay full body. Clay but body. He, he could be a whole, but then you're leaving out the face. So he's, his name should be really clay body and face. Clay person? Okay. Oh, how about just clay? Yeah. Clay. But well, then it clay. sounds like a person named Ca- clay. Cassius clay. 
Yeah, good. <laughs> this is great. Uh, we're going to have a review of that in our Stack Podcast as well. Uh, you guys, plug your stuff. What should people be checking out? Well, just to also plug the sponsor, before I was here, I went to Midtown Comics Woo-hoo. and signed 450 copies of Silence Number 1, which is that tomorrow. Yes. So you can get those uh, exclusively at the Midtown Comics website, which I assume is midtowncomics.com, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think for the next week, and then they'll be available in all three of their locations. When nice. you, this is a very weird question, but I've always wondered about this. When you go in and you sign that many copies, how often do you have to pause? Like, do you uh, have you built up your cramping muscles so it's not a big deal? At this so point? I have a wonderfully shitty florid signature, and so I I've mastered the art of doing it with minimal effort. And the trick is is to hold the sharpie as high up on it as possible. So, oh. so I, I paused only to tweet and do Instagram. Which is <laughs> oh, wow. Not out of out of any like hand issues. Excellent, uh, wow. David. Anything else you want to plug? I don't know. There Thank you. you. Um, Wait, are they both up? Psylords number one comes out tomorrow. It's going to be a massive series from Valiant. Please check it out. Um, uh, aside from that, I've got a few other things at Valiant that I'm cooking, but I can't speak about openly yet. But really exciting things are on the forefront. So uh, it's going to be the year of Valiant. Be excited. Nice. Cool. Very cool. We always love a good Valiant title, so definitely mm-hmm. check those out. A couple of things to plug for us. The show is free to come see, but free to listen to, but it does cost us a bit of money to do, so if you want to support it, patreon.com slash comic book club. We have a bunch of fun bonuses there, and I see a bunch of awesome Patreon supporters here. In the crowd it's expensive to uh, clothe Pete in perfectly <laughs> matching stuff, and that's yeah. where most of the budget goes, it's, honestly. Uh, bottom level is $2 a month. You get access to our Patreon slash our back catalog of yeah. Yeah, podcasts, and you buy shirts for Pete. So it's yeah. great to shop for Pete. It's very uh, nice. It's I like stuff that looks like couches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you mostly couch stuff. Yeah. yeah, you go to Couch Navy, right? Oh, yeah, it's the best. <laughs> All their stuff is super comfortable. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, so definitely you can support that. Uh, also, we do a bunch of other podcasts you can check out, the currently running ones. We have After Way too Qu- many. <laughs> Come no, down, just Pete. the right amount. It's nope. exactly the right amount. Uh, After Krypton, our Krypton podcast is running right now. Boo. Also, we have... Oh, shut up. Uh, we also have Legion, Inside Legion, our Legion podcast will be coming back yep. yeah, very soon. Exciting. We just had a preview episode coming up. And later this summer, Preacher Man, our Preacher podcast is coming Ooh. back for that final season. We just finished a American God cast or American God's podcast. Yeah, I know you guys were all delaying watching the season for that. Thank you for uh, that. But thanks, guys. Uh, so all of that is going on. You can check that all out at comicbookclublive.com. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at comicbooklive. As mentioned, check us out at comicbookclublive.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Android, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, or the app of your choice. A couple of people we want to thank before we go, we want to thank David and Fred for being on the yeah. show. Boothman Prime. Boothman Prime. But most of all, we want to thank you guys. We're every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Totally free. Please tell your friends. Good night. Good Thanks night. Everybody. Thank you. Really Follow the pearls. It.